From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the 1330 Podcast. I'm Brent Bailey and it's good to have you back with us as we turn into December and it's cold everywhere but I live. <laughs> anyway. Little rub for all of you guys listening in the north. You know, for that, Brent, I hope it snows in in Orlando <laughs> on you, and it just stays cold and miserable all winter long, all winter. I just it's hope it's, it's always about um, it's always about seventy about this time of year. So, yeah. anyway, a river. Anyway, Cryus a river. <laughs> well, hey, we've got a really great topic to kind of dive into here. This this uh, for the next. Actually, we're probably going to cover this for the next couple of you know for the rest of the month. I guess the next two podcasts is showing appreciation. Yep, what a great time of year to do it. Absolutely, I I know when when this time of year rolls around. Um, when I was uh, when when we were youth pastoring, when we had when we had all of that going on, uh, I always love this time of year because it meant Christmas parties and. Man, I give me a reason to have a bunch of people over to the house, and it doesn't need to be a big one. But Christmas was always a big one for that, and I always gave my my volunteers the option of, hey, do you want to go? And we'd kind of take a vote on it. Do you want to go to a restaurant, or do you want to come to my house and I'll cook for you? And the entire it was always unanimous every year. I batted a thousand on this one. They always said, let's go to your house and you cook for us. So man, we threw down. Just a huge spread of, you know, Christmas cheer and Christmas food. I, you know, we were making turkeys and bacon hams and doing brisket. And I mean, we, we did it up right. And the reason why it was such a big deal to me was it was really one of the best ways that I could to show them how much I appreciated them. And there's nothing better than getting together with a lot of really good people and good friends and eating good food. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, at this time of the year, I mean, we always get we get gifts and, and things like that. I mean, we just came off Thanksgiving. We're going into Christmas. It's the giving of thanks. It's the giving of presents. It's to show somebody how much you love them. But since we talk so much about this, we uh, in, in this topic of dealing with people that follow you, this is, I mean, you should always be in this type of mode anyway. You should always be appreciating the people that work for you. And the thing that, you know, as we're just sitting here talking about it, the thing that really, uh, I think, organizations that are getting set apart is that they are they're not substituting appreciation for the paycheck. You, right. you pay somebody a wage for working there, and that's... That's well and good and right. And they earn that. And they earn that. But that doesn't mean you appreciate them. And I think that a lot of, and I, I guess the way to say it is old, old school or old mentality um, employers think that way. Well, I pay you. But yeah. do you really appreciate the work? And I think that a, a, is a basic need of humanity. People want to be appreciated. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that's why... Um, you know, people go out of their way around this time of year is just like, this is my last shot. 
to show. And if you don't, this is a you know this is just an extra extra excuse for you to be living this way all year long and doing things like this for your volunteers or your or your staff or or the people that work for you. When we worked where we worked, they took care of us every year and and gave us a Christmas bonus out of appreciation. It wasn't because we earned it and it wasn't part of the salary package. That's right. It was because you did a good job this year and I'm grateful. And it was the first time that I'd ever worked at a place that gave me a Christmas bonus. Yeah. It was it was amazing. I was blown away, you know. And it was a good one. Yeah, it was. It was great. And it was and it was one that and they gave one to our wives. Yes, they did. And it was because they um they knew that that you know for the, for the church to carry on in the the way that they wanted it to carry on. Um they had a group of people surrounding them that that was doing that. And they paid us all year long. But at the same time, I can I can constantly remember times where I was I was appreciated, taken to lunch or yeah. taken to dinner or whatever, or, or given freedom to do something that had nothing to do with my earnings. Yeah. Well, and we all, I don't know, we we as pastors, we have an expectation at that time of year that people are going to do something for us, deserved or not. We kind of look like, you know, we've done a lot for everybody over the course of the year and we deserve something. But on the other hand, shouldn't we be doing stuff for everybody else and showing them appreciation as well? Whether they're an employee or a volunteer for us, I think that there's an obligation on our part. You say, well, I don't have money. I can't give Christmas bonuses. Well, can you give them an extra day off? Yeah. Can you, you know, is there can something you, can that you, you can throw do? a party at your house? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when when we did parties, we we did parties for you. I looked for excuses to have people come over to my house, and you did too. Yeah, I didn't always supply everything. We do a sign up and have people bring stuff, and they were just happy to be able to get together and do something because it's so hard to do so often. But there's a lot of things that you could do for people to show appreciation that go beyond money. And I think the first thing isn't just saying thank you. It is getting out a good old-fashioned note, thank you note, mm. an actual card, and handwriting something and addressing it by hand with your writing and not your wife's or a secretary or somebody else. But you as the head of the organization, you as the pastor or whatever it is that you're over, whether you're the, the senior pastor or the lead pastor, however you want to say that, or you're a volunteer and you just happen to be over the children's or the youth or music or whatever, for you guys to sit down and actually hand write something out that is meaningful of something that somebody actually did and remembering that, that's the kind of stuff that people say, if I have... Every thank you card that I ever received as a youth pastor, I still have it to this day. Yeah. That was in a file. The fuzzy file. That's absolutely right. And I would pull those out and read them because they made me feel good yeah. and it was meaningful. I remember last year at the, around this time, it was actually on Thanksgiving Day, I had a, a family um, that had um, three kids in the youth group when we were when we were doing it, he texted me, the dad did texted me on Thanksgiving day and said, I was just sitting here thinking about my kids and the life that they live. And I couldn't help, but think 
how thankful I am for you for speaking into their lives. And it, it totally t- caught me off guard because I, I haven't been there. I haven't been here in two years at that point, And I wasn't, you know, they they don't live here anymore either in Tulsa. They, they, they've moved on to something else. And, and, uh, it was really, uh, uh, I mean, it made my day, um, to here we were this many years later that somebody else is still showing appreciation for that. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I've taken our philosophy that we developed here and have done that in at direction church multiple times. We do a big Christmas party for the church. I brought the pastoral staff over to my house. I bring all the elders over to my house, uh, multiple times a year, but then we do it a little bit bigger about, you know, around this time, just because I know that our church would not be nearly as far down the road without, without what they've done. And it, and, and it all makes them feel, you know, thank you pastor for doing this for me. And it's like, no, no, thank you for helping us get to where we are. But that's, to me, that's part of the key of success with somebody is realizing you're not the one that dug the ditch by yourself, so right. to speak. You know, there's a lot of other people that, that put in some hard labor yeah. to get where to get the church and that organization to where it is. And I think it helps keep us humble. Yeah. And in line by looking to others and say, you know, um, I this this place is great because I've been able to stand on your shoulders and see farther than I could ever see mm-hmm. if you weren't there. I, I was uh, studying up on a um, uh, working on my doctorate for for uh, ministerial leadership, and um, I, I ran across an article where a guy said that the first eighteen months of the three years that Jesus had his ministry, the first eighteen months he did most of that by himself. We all look at it as it just happened, you know, but it was really broken up into two 18-month stretches. In the first 18 months, that was pretty much him in ministry alone. Even though there were lots of people following him, he was doing most of the work himself. And the second 18 months is when he chose the 12 disciples out of the 72 that were following him. Right. And it was out of the, it was that, that those 12 is when actually a lot of the big things, more of the big things happened in the second 18 months than in the first 18 months. And um, I, I have to just sit back and look at it and go, well, if Jesus needed 12 yeah. <laughs> to run his ministry for him, who are we to think that we don't? We, we, we need the people that we have around us. We need the people that are volunteering for us. And we need the gifts that they bring to the table. Um, and every one of those guys, even though were unlearned and rough around the edges, they all brought a gift to the table that, that served Jesus's ministry and caused it to grow and flourish and become what it is today. What it is today. Yeah. And, and the thing is that it, it, he appreciated them so much that he empowered them to go further even without him. When he, when he left, they did their best work. Absolutely did. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great time of year for you to just, Set aside a moment and tell tell your people, your volunteers or your employees, it doesn't matter. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Vocalize it. Let them see that you hold their value in their in your hands. That you understand the value they bring to the table, and it's more than just the paycheck they're receiving. It's coming from your heart. Well, and I th- and, and along those lines, I think that it's if it can be something specific rather than. You know, wow, you guys did great. Well, what did we do great? 
well, when we did this or we did that or, you know, we pulled off the greatest, you know, Easter service that we've ever done or we've pulled off the, you know, this great event or this big event, you know, regardless of what it is, you know, big is a relative term, you know, you know, in relation to your church. If you've pulled off something, celebrate that. Yeah. You know, we've got to learn to do that. And that's where you come back where, um, you know, if all that we have to pay people is is our gratitude and thanks, then what's holding you back from paying them more? Yeah. And, I think you were you were telling me a story about telling thank you to a to a vendor or something that you that oh, you deal yeah, with. I've got a, in my in my job that I've got right now, I'm a I'm a uh a manager I, I you know I project manage and I have a guy that that uh, that works for us all the time and I was texting back and forth when the weather was was horrible this last summer and uh you know we had a ton of rain and we, he he worked us in to get a house painted for us and I just sent him a text message and said man you, you, I just really appreciate how hard you guys work and the quality of work you do for us and We've been texting. There was lags in the text at that point. But man, I'll tell you, he shot one immediately back that said, thank you so much for, rec- you know, kind of recognizing that with exclamation points and, uh, you know, you're welcome and all of those things. And it was just a very, it was just a very short sentence that did it. So, you know, our words are powerful when it comes to saying thank you. Well, as we wrap up this uh, podcast, we're going to be back with one more to end out the year. But uh, I do want to say... Have a great day. I'm Brent Bailey. Until next time. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Have a great Thanks day. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.